Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another podcast of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. Pastor Lauren and I are here again in our continuing series, The Choices We Make, and this week we're talking about how we choose patience. And patience, I think, is always something we're all looking to grow in our lives, and it's something we're certainly called to in our faith. It's amazing when you look at Scripture, how often it comes up in Scripture. And um, what do you think, Pastor Lauren? Do we need to grow in our patience? I know that, uh, I think we all do, and I certainly am aware that this is a growth area for me to some extent. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I have the words of my mother <clears throat> in my mind as a little boy. I don't know. I can't count how many times she said to me, Lorne, patience is a virtue. And, um, and I always used to think, yeah, one that I don't have, but yeah. it's a struggle. Right. The example I used in uh, pastor Lauren wasn't here this week. He was out at a board meeting for the Haitian to moon foundation. Um, and uh, one of the examples I used for the children's sermon was going on a long car trip with kids. Mm-hmm. And what's that question that kids always ask their parents when they're on the trip? That's right. Are we there yet? Yeah. And I, I turned to the congregation, all three services, and it was a chorus, of course. Everybody knows what that is. But um, I think that's just like a perpetual question mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah, Are we there yeah, yet? Yeah. Are we there yet? Yeah. Mm. I, you know, it certainly having patience and it's interesting you said you know something that you need to grow in and we all need to grow in and um, I think one of the realities is we have patience in different areas of our lives to different degrees yeah um, I can be really patient with people um, and one of the ways I've really had to grow though is in patience with progress as an organization and yep. I, I think that's maybe somewhere that you need to grow a little bit too maybe um, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, but you know I someone but time waits for no man time no, waits for no man that's right <laughs> we had a, uh, a training we were doing for discipleship years ago and it was called pioneer training thinking about how do we lean into the next thing for the church and growing that area and I said to uh, one of our members one day that I was going to this pioneer training and he said, you don't need pioneer training, you need settler training. And, um, and, uh, and it's interesting because then I think about our interaction as yeah. colleagues and yeah. often it's me saying, well, let's slow down a little bit, Lauren, let's it's going to take a little longer to get where we want to go. Um, right. so I, I just think that's, you know, it's interesting how different areas affect us differently right. and our amount of patience we have. Oh, totally. And I, you know, I think not to make every episode or podcast, you know, but it's still in people's minds, just the effects of the pandemic. I, I think in some ways, the last two years of our lives have taught us, forced us into patience in in many areas of our lives um, to a greater extent. We've had a hard, you know, lesson in patience. But at the same time, things have also accelerated because of the pandemic. And, and so it's interesting to reflect on that. You know, have I grown more patient over the last couple of years? Probably. But have things also happened at a speed that is faster than normal? Yeah, also. At yeah. the same time. Right. You know? Yeah. It's also in- interesting thinking just how things are different in different spheres of our life. 
um, when I was on the board at Wittenberg, um, again, some people here in the church would say, you know, pastor, you want to move too fast on things, but working among a bunch of business people, um, when I came into leadership on the board, part of it was like, you know, their idea that you have more patience than we do as business people for the, the pace of change in Right. the academy you know the, the academic pace of change was driving them crazy they're like you're more patient with the leadership here and among the professors right. and so forth so you know it'll be helpful if you lead and i think that's also often true of the church that people get frustrated you know um that are used to moving at a quicker pace and business life and so forth when they look at how long it takes to do things yeah. in the church um but it's part of that consensus building and saying we're doing these things as a community too that can kind of slow things down sometimes and frustrate people. Yeah, I had a um, professor in my doctoral program who um, we were in a we were in a class on leadership and leading change. How, how do you help lead change in an organization or even in your own family? How can you lead people into it into a new reality? And he said, you know, you have to take the hill. And I loved that. He said, because that, that's kind of my my mentality, just go take the hill, run up the hill, go take it. He said, but in the church, you have to take the hill with grandma. And so that's your constant struggle, um, is that we do have to press into how God is calling us and where we're headed. And we work toward that promised future, but but you have to bring people along. And it, and it often is a slower process than you would you would choose for yourself. Um, but I think all patience is contextual too. It just really depends, like you're saying, on what is the thing we're waiting for or we're longing for. Um, it can be really hard uh, to be patient when it comes to matters of your own, your own desires, your own heart, the things you want in life for your children or for your um, relationships. You know, learning patience there can be painful. Um, we get when we have to wait in line or we have to, you know, wait our turn. Um, external versus internal things, too. I think it's just a very different uh, different thing. But yet, patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit um, that, that Scripture teaches us. How do you look for the Holy Spirit? How do you know God's Spirit is present? Well, love, joy, peace, patience. Um, so what do, what do you think that is about? What, you know, I'm curious. I wasn't here this weekend um, I was, as you said, I was away, so I didn't. I haven't been able to listen to your sermon yet. How did you approach it in your patience, uh, choosing patience in your in your preaching this week? Yeah, we really, you know, doubled back on the the agricultural example that's given in the gospel lesson of being ready to cut down the the tree, say it's it's worthless, it's not producing fruit, it's time to mm -hmm. cut our losses and move on, and the the keeper of the vineyard saying, well, let's put some manure around it and let's see if it will grow for another year. Um, and that call to patience to say, you know, that God can provide growth, that we can continue to add that fertilizer, which is so much of what we do in the, the church. You know, we can't make people uh, yeah. see things differently, come to a new understanding of how the gospel affects their life. But we can put the manure around it. We can yeah. we can fertilize and... Uh, that's that that gift that we're called to have and to you know recognize that and you know i use the example of my uncle john and his life and um a simple farming life and uh coming from a different era of small farms and and uh 
um, the contentment he had with having less and, you know, others of us looking in saying, well, you could build the operation larger. You could do this, do that. Um, and uh, not moving out and being on his own. And But what a gift that ended up being to our family and the mm -hmm. care that he had for the family farm that stayed the family farm for a lot longer than it might have otherwise done so and caring for aging grandparents. And, yeah. you know, the perspective we can have looking back that we can lose on the front end because we're just impatient and we want to move on. And I do think it is interesting, like you said, with the pandemic, um, there's some loss of the art of patience that yeah. I think has been a result of that, of the pandemic and something we're going to have to work at regaining. We were talking at, at uh, confirmation last night about uh, table etiquette and we're talking about communion and um, and we we're talking about what are rules at the, the table. So when I say that, what's what's a kind of rule when you think about, okay, we're sitting down at the table for dinner, it's nice dinner. What are what are some of those rules that would be important to observe as you're sitting down for dinner? Yeah. Um, don't put your elbows on the table, right? Mm -hmm. That's one. Um, put your napkin on your lap would be another. Um, maybe if the food is served in the middle of the table, wait till everyone's at least had one serving before you grab another yourself. Don't don't uh, I can I can hear uh, d dear friends of mine saying, "Hey, Lauren, chew with your mouth closed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of those things are things you would normally think of. So we're talking about this post pandemic, and one of the parents says, hey, "I think we might need a reset after the pandemic because things like not belching." Don't put your feet on the table. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, some things that clearly show a breakdown in, uh, in the, you know, our, our kind of sense of custom. Of custom. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think that's also true with patients. You know, we see right. people losing their patients um, in oh. shopping lines oh, and, and all over the place and, and uh, airlines, you know, all this yeah. stuff with violence on, on flights that you never saw before. I, yeah. I think when people lose patients like that... Um, Maybe they don't. Maybe it's not that they've even lost patience. It's that it's that they just don't have any, and and I think that those moments where people, you know, road rage incidences and people getting so angry on a flight and need carried off, I think that has a lot to do with underlying levels of frustration, bitterness, rage, disappointment, um, and and then you see it just come come through. Um, but, but I wonder often because I've met people in my life who seem to have a greater dose of patience, an attitude, a, a better perspective as they wait, um, than others. And I wonder what produces that in people's lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we kind of look at that in our study for this week. So I hope people, uh, are using the journey guide. And if you're not using that with the group, this might be a great week to, uh, look that up on the, the website under the journey tab and um, have that conversation around your dinner table, uh, particularly at the end of the study. One of the, the examples, the last, we're using some movie clips and we're using the clip from uh, In the Heights where uh, the abuela, the grandmother of the community, who is one of those people you're talking about that just mm -hmm. you can see it in her and in, in her character and she has this sense of patience, grace, peace about her that others would say, wow, God's just been amazing and gifting her this uh, amazing gift that that's part of her personality. And that's certainly true, but it comes through also 
a development process. And you see it in the last song that she sings, which is a scene we look at. Um, and patience and faith is the is the name of the, the song, and it's what her mother taught her to have mm-hmm. patience and faith. And the combination of those things, you know, even though she was, you know, talking about being ridiculed for not learning English fast enough and the hard work of cleaning houses when they came here from Cuba. She was an immigrant from Cuba. Um, but holding on to that patience and faith at the center helped that to grow in her uh, through all of those experiences. And you see the fruit of that at the end. So, you know, thinking about the, there's a passage from Colossians we're using as the study for that. Um, the words there are clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. One of the questions we ask is, you know, which one of those gifts do you think is the, the strongest one for you? And then how do we use that strong gift to, if patience isn't it, um, you know, how do we use that to grow in patience? So if you look at that thing, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which one would you say is the, the greatest gift for you? Probably compassion. Yeah, I think being able to see, have, have a compassionate view of other people's struggles and other people's, you know, even when I get frustrated at something or somebody says something or does something that feels like an attack, it doesn't take long to come back around and try to have compassion for whatever they're, and I think you just learn, you're forced to learn that in pastoral ministry. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be the one that I yeah. identified as well, and I think that's part of what uh, makes yeah. us work well together, Yeah, is that that's true of both of us, and while we've got other complementary gifts that, you know, we right. we play off of each other, I think having that as a, as a solid foundation right. that we share, and that when we approach things and, and work with people, we're starting from that mindset, and I think right. that's, that's important, but our, I think that does help us to grow in yeah, patience. Yeah, I think that's, an, that's a good way to look at it. I think something else that helps us grow in patience, you were mentioning the uh, the scripture from this week, and I had never really thought about it before, but, you know, the whole fig tree, do we just cut it down? Are we done with it? Do we do we call it over? Do we give up hope? Do we move on? And the encouragement there is give it one more year. But the encouragement is also, as you said, to put manure around it, to to tend to it. And I think that's a really good word for a lot of people, depending on what they're dealing with in their life right now. Maybe there's a relationship or there's a struggle at work or there's an, an ache in some area of your life and you've, you've maybe wanted to just call it quits or move on or give up. Um, and maybe you've told yourself, well, let me just wait a little bit longer. But the call isn't just to wait longer and suffer in whatever misery you're in. It's okay, give it more time, but also here are some things you can do as you wait. And I think that reframing of things is really helpful and needed. Um, And that's something to be thinking about. I'm going to be thinking about that in my own life. You know, what are those things that I'm kind of waiting for in my life? And how can I wait more patiently? But maybe we learn patience when we realize what we can control. Can I add some manure? Can I tend the soil? And what can't I do? And that's where the faith comes in then. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I think there's a qualitative aspect to patience that's different than waiting. We were talking a little bit about that in the discussion yesterday. Someone was talking about, you know, we're always waiting, and that's true. And waiting, though, is really simply a, a uh, linear, temporal kind of a, yeah. a measuring of time that I've got to get from, you know, 1.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon, so I'm going to waiting for those two hours. But patience in the midst of those two hours is being present in that time and being at peace in that time mm -hmm. so that I can be aware of everything that's going around me, yeah. going on around me, and seeing those opportunities to um, engage the world and bless the world in some way instead of just sitting there with my head down, looking at my phone, trying to make those two hours pass as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, it's like being on the flight with some, you know, and you're you're flying there and I've just got to wait for you just on a plane. Yep. You know, I got to wait to get to this next destination, but there's someone sitting next to you and we don't yeah. always want to engage with those people. Right. But I've had some amazing conversations with people uh, on a flight before when I was present and willing to, to be in the, in that moment. Well, you know, the, yeah, exactly. I, it, it's such age old advice and it sounds a little cliche, but I'm mindful now spring breaks are this week and the weeks following surrounding, you know, it's that season. And I'm mindful of all of the high school seniors out there, you know, and this last week in Colorado, I got to spend time with, um, a high school senior that and 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 her family that I just have grown to love over the years and it was so much fun talking with her um you know with Becca about what's next in her life and she's right at that stage here right around spring break senior year where you just want to move on to the next thing right you just want to graduate you just want to start your new adventure and your new life and I remember feeling that way and at different points in my life. And it's learning that to be present because, you know, what I told her, which is the cliche advice is you're going to miss this, you know, um, as much as the new exciting thing will be new and exciting. Be, there's only how many weeks left when you're a senior in high school. And so what can your attitude be as you wait for the next thing? Be present, as you said, enjoy and um, and live into that. And gosh, I need reminded of that when it comes to my kids, you know, having right. little children in the house is really hard some days, you know, eight, five and 15 months. And oh, it's hard to it's easy to kind of wish away uh, into the next stage of life mm -hmm. when um, you're able to do other things. But yeah. and it's fascinating how perspective shapes that because, you know, we've got Aubrey living under our roof. Yeah. And so I've thought about that sometimes. Okay, okay, we've got a three-year-old under our roof again. Is it going into that? Is that going to just be the same as when it was our own kids? Whereas yeah. I hear grandparents talk about, you know, the different kind of patience they have with their grandkids. Um, and I really do. Uh, yeah. I do have different patience with Aubrey than I did with our own kids. And Suzanne said the same thing where, you know, in the past we would have simply, um, gotten frustrated and yelled or whatever and said, come on, we need to do this. We find ourselves more often taking an extra beat and letting Aubrey, Aubrey be Aubrey, be her three-year-old self and and appreciating that and uh, enjoying what that is because it's uh, it really is a, a fleeting moment. Um, and you see your kids as suddenly adults and uh, yeah, that perspective is, is huge in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this has been a helpful conversation for, for me, definitely. I, I think this is a, 
this is a theme and an area in my life that I think it will it, it's a it's a lifelong work that I'll need to continue doing because I know by nature I I I have a hard time not just waiting I have a hard time waiting with the right spirit and um, that perspective is really helpful so I'll have to go back and listen to your sermon too. Yeah, it was a fun way to be able to reflect on my uncle's life um, who just died uh, recently and great to be able to pay tribute to someone who was an important figure in my life and help me to grow in my own understanding of patience too. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening in with us again and we look forward to being with you next week when we're talking about grace. You'll have to wait a week for another one of these, but uh, you, you know what to do. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.